Hey everyone, welcome to the Envision Podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Hanquist, and I'm the CEO of Envision Nutrition. I'm here to take you from imagining your future possibilities to turning them into actual realities. I've taken everything I've learned over the course of five years of bodybuilding and have combined it with my 16 years of experience of being a busy working mom to create the best nutrition and fitness strategies. Now I'm bringing all that I've learned over to you through Envision Nutrition and giving you pieces of it through this very podcast. I'll be releasing a new episode every single Tuesday morning, so be sure to subscribe and turn on your notifications because you don't want to miss a thing. joined with a friend of mine, Ashley LeRae. I first met Ashley uh, when she was instructing a yoga class. She is an amazing woman that brings such great energy into any room. Ashley is a busy working mama. She's a personal trainer, a yogi, and all around amazing woman. She has such an incredible story throughout her journey, and I am so excited to share her with you today on the podcast. Let's welcome Ashley to the show. Ashley, thank you so much for joining me today on the podcast. I am so excited to have you here. Yeah, Amanda, you give me goosebumps every time your excitement (laughs) is contagious. Thank you. Oh, stop, girlfriend. Right back at you. Thank you. You are seriously a shining light. Every time I walk into the gym, you have this huge smile and this huge personality and this energy. And Mm -hmm. I think that is something that is missing when you walk into places today. And you bring that every time I walk into the gym. Wow. Thank you. Our local gym feel fit here in Grand Island, Nebraska. We are literally, if you threw a dart at the center of the United States, we're pretty much right in the middle. Um, but that's where we're from. Ashley, tell our audience a little bit about you, where you're Mm -hmm. from and Mm -hmm. what led you to the place you're in now. Yeah. Um, well, I am born and raised here in Grand Island, Nebraska. Um, I don't really have a super exciting story. I am a pretty normal person. What I would say, I don't even know what normal is. So maybe that was an awful word, but, um, I am pretty basic. Um, I am a, I am a basic Nebraskan girl that is, um, passionate about fitness. And I started, super late in life, Amanda, I actually started um, my sophomore year in college on really weight training. And I was so inexperienced and uncertain um, on what in the world this all had to offer. Um, I have a dance background. I was a dancer growing up since I was six. I was Um, so background was in because you just have that athletic physique about you that you had to have been in something maybe. Yeah. I don't know what it was. Was it basketball, volleyball, whatever, but no, it was dance. It was dance. Yeah. Yeah. So I was introduced to dance at the age of six and I was a competitive dancer until my senior year of high school. Um, I then, um, continued to teach dance. I freelanced while I went to school, college. Um, and then I kind of had a, I went to school at a two-year school in Lincoln. I went to Southeast community college. Um, I have a criminal justice degree, totally opposite of where I'm at now in my life. I I have a degree in interior design. (laughs) Look at that. I love it. Here we are. 
I, love I used to it. design things uh, and baths, and then I went into the insurance industry and owned a business, and now it's health and fit. So, girlfriend, I I get you. Yeah. It's not I, I don't think it's weird. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, and then um, so I taught or I freelance dance, and then after I graduated high school, or excuse me, college, I then went to teach dance as a contracted instructor for three years, oh, cool. and then after that is when. Um, I really fell into yoga and then also um, fell into um, the gym slash personal training, you know, career. So let's hang on on one second, because I remember you a while back uh, from a yoga, we were like at the chocolate bar. That's, I think the first time I ever um, had an interaction with you. We were at the chocolate bar and you did you just like, man, killed that yoga class. That was awesome. It was, I did. It was like restorative. Well, I don't even know what kind of yoga it was, but it was amazing. Hey, thank you, Amanda. I, um, actually, I have a huge passion on opening space up for people to escape, whatever that is. I know we're kind of getting sidetracked on what my background is, but, um, that that is how yoga came to my life. Okay. Yeah. I love it. Um, so honestly, like I said, I am a basic person, Amanda. So my life has, um, gone this way, that way forward, backwards. I really don't know what the right way, you know, of my life is going to be or what it has been. Um, I just continue to follow wherever my heart goes. I love that. And, and I know you keep saying the word basic, but yeah, the only thing consistent in life is change and yeah. you're very consistent. Thank you for you that. About that earlier that you really have this. I feel like you really have this down. You're very consistent with how you view, I think health and fitness. It's just something that you that is part of you. It's part of mm-hmm. your everyday life. It's not something that you like check the boxes on and then fall off of. Like this mm-hmm. is just part of you. So I'm really curious. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people that get into yoga, um, as far as instructing had, had found themselves on some kind of a journey. Maybe that was, um, running themselves into the ground or, um, I, I feel like yoga kind of finds the person and then they find this mm-hmm. love for it. What, mm-hmm. what got you into yoga or down? Oh, oh man, you give me goosebumps, sister. Um, honestly, it's the, when you speak of that, it comes like, honestly, with like a lot of emotion, to be honest with you, when I found yoga, I was in such, um, uh, I don't want to say low place, but I just recently lost my mom to drugs and alcohol. And I was really starting to become passionate about fitness. And I was at Gold's Gym in Lincoln, Nebraska. um, And I saw yoga um, room above a class door. And I, like I shared, I was a fresh individual getting into health and fitness. And I said with my, to myself, with my experience in dance and stretching, this should be easy, right? So I went to class and the instructor put candles around the room and her music 
blew me away. Mm. It really dropped me into a self-analyzing place that I've never experienced before outside of going to like a counseling session. Isn't that weird? Outside of counseling session. And so I experienced a class. I went through my Shavasana and I said, I have to share this with people. Because the world has engulfed us in so much negativity. We're we're exposed to that. I was like, if I can affect one person or influence one person to drop into a place of forgiveness and mindfulness, that's what I want to do. And so that's where I said, I'm Googling where to get certified in yoga. And I found Lotus House of Yoga in Omaha, Nebraska. And I took the intensive training. It was, to say the least, the most challenging 30 days of my life. Yeah. I went through just physical. There's a huge emotional, mental aspect when practicing yoga. Yeah, it is. I agree, Amanda. And um, I had to be extremely vulnerable and vulnerability in yoga is found, right? Because you're vulnerable to your emotions. And through the training, I had to be vulnerable. And that was amazing. Wow. And so it's so easy for people to look at somebody like you and think you've always been like this, but that's not Mm. Hmm. What do you say to that person? That's like, I am terrified to walk into the gym. I'm terrified to walk into a yoga studio. I've never done it Hmm. before. I don't know what to do. People are looking at me. I'm afraid. What, what do you say to that individual? I think you through my training, Amanda, the saying comes second. You need to first, you have 20 seconds to look at that individual in the eyes give them a smile and share positive welcoming energy with them. And that is something that gets people to say, or take a deep breath and go, ah, this girl might got, this girl got me. And then from that point, I say, you know, I've been there. You're not alone. And I've been there where I had no idea what to do here. I had no idea what this journey consisted of. I just had goals. Yeah. And if you can present that opportunity of saying, I've been there, you're not alone. And I'm here to help you every step of the way. The people, excuse me, that individual that we're creating the example of, um, through your consistency and love for them, they'll, they'll, they'll be okay. Well, and I they'll think be okay. too, the thing that, that helped me, especially being where I am now and looking back, um, is, and I shared this on a recent podcast that, um, I, I couldn't squat more than a 45 pound, 45 pound bar. When I started, mm-hmm. I didn't know what mm-hmm. a deadlift was. I didn't know what mm-hmm. a hand press was. I didn't know what any mm-hmm. of those things were. Mm-hmm. And, and I think what it was, is I just said, screw it. I don't mm-hmm. care if you're looking at me. I don't care if I get my mm-hmm. phone. Up, I'm just going to do it. Cause I know I have to start small to get better. Mm-hmm. And and I think that people, cause I've, I've worked with a lot of clients, a lot of my nutrition clients who I think that's the biggest thing. They're so afraid of looking 
vulnerable, looking stupid, looking like they don't know what they're doing. And the funny thing is, is I, I told her, I said, 95% of the people in that gym don't know what they're doing. Amen. <laughs> Amen. No, they are not looking at you. Yeah. I mean, I completely, um, biffed it the other day was trying to pull like a plate or something off. And I literally just fell smack on my butt mm-hmm. and I look around. Nobody's looking at me. Nobody yeah. saw it. Mm-hmm. It was embarrassed, but I'm like, well, that sucks. My butt hurts. Mm-hmm. But you know what? I guess that's my, like, nobody cares. Nobody cares yeah, enough you. about you looking stupid. So just go do it anyway. I hear you. And I hear all vulnerable. Amen. And I think that the standard of perfection has been pounded into our heads of, you know, what others think of you. And and when you can remove that standard from a continuous developing and growth um, focused journey, none of it'll naturally just escape. It'll go away. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it takes just that the hardest step is the first one, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. First, or the first one back. Cause some of us have yep. taken that first step and then, um, it kind of went away. Taking that first step back is the hardest one. So just do it. I don't care if that is just tying your shoes, driving there and going on a treadmill and walking for 10 minutes. That first mm-hmm. step is just going through the door and going. Mm-hmm. One thing we really train, um, any new employees that hop on board with us is that, um, we, um, affect 20% of the population, Amanda, and we have such a small pool of people that we can inspire and influence, um, that the first step of walking through the door is the hardest step for people. We've had plenty of people tell us, Amanda, I've driven by your gym so many times and I've wanted to come in, um, but they're scared. They're scared. And so, um, and so getting that first step to just walk into the door um, once they arrive is, is the accomplishment. What did that first step look like for you? Um, the first step that looked like for me is going to Southeast Community College, little gym area behind their basketball court. Okay. It consisted of maybe an elliptical, a treadmill, simple, probably up to 25 pound dumbbells. Um, I don't even remember a squat rack, any type of barbells. All I did was I walked on a treadmill. Yeah. The most normal thing you would see anybody do, because that is the most non-embarrassing step is to just go on a treadmill. Right. Um, so that is my very, very first. And I'll never forget. I would always go to Hy-Vee and grab a health magazine and oh, try yes. to figure out I like, love those what? Things. like the health and fitness or the hers. Oh man. Yes. I have a whole bunch of them over in my little 10 years old. <laughs> yeah. And I would just read on what to do. Instagram was a big deal. Y'all like, yeah, we actually got magazines. <laughs> I know that's what I would do. I, I would just read it. it. I, I would just it. read it. Yep. And, um, that is something plans down there. Yes. And little workouts and people's bios and everything like that. And that's how I created my connection. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Yeah. So, um, 
tell me about, so you're a mommy. I am a mommy. So stinking cute. Does he still have his long hair? No, we cut it. Oh, you did. Oh my God. Thank you. Yeah. Thank Um, you. How old is your little guy? What's his name? He's three and his name is Grayson. Grayson. So Grayson is so stinking cute. He runs around the gym. I've seen him in there running around the gym. Yeah. You're just like the coolest mom. You're so cool, calm and collected. We have to be. You know how it is. We have to. <laughs> oh, not me. I lost my crap the other day. I'm like, oh. yeah, I know that's normal. I hear you. Tell me about how life has changed for you being single, being you know, Ashley on her own to now married kiddo, all of that. So much has changed, Amanda. Um, and it goes patience. like that. It goes. So oh gosh, it does. Um, my ability. You want I, the first thing that's come to my head here is um, value. The value of patience, the value of love, um, honestly, scheduling, um, just what has changed. I think it's a, it's night and day. I mean, it's no longer just about Ashley. It's not, you have to first think about, um, your partner. And that was a huge, um, awakening that I had to develop skills towards is that, I have to be one in one with my partner and that is Christian. Um, I then um, am a mom and with my mom being absent in my life and choosing um, alternative ways of living, um, I never wanted nor want to expose my son to that feeling. Yeah. And so always recognizing that my actions are, um, always being looked at no matter what, whether it's my, um, ways of speaking or my, my physical, um, um, interactions or, um, just what I do are always being watched. Um, and, um, example right now. Yeah. So I would say, what has changed is everything. I can't just say one thing, Amanda, you know, you have to, if you want to, um, in my opinion, do the best you can in all areas of what is in front of you. And that is marriage, being a mom, being in health and wellness, you have to remain, um, focused. Yeah. Focused, and I, I guess that's the best way I can put it. Because um, if you just focus on health and wellness, your relationship goes down. If you just focus on your relationship and health and wellness, your um, responsibility and just gift of being a mom goes down. And so um, I would say um, everything has changed, Amanda. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like as a mom, it's, it is one of those things where you're always trying to think about the next step ahead. You're trying to be like, go with the flow. Right. But yeah, you're trying to be a step ahead. Cause I feel like (laughs) sometimes you have all the plates spinning in the air, right. You're keeping them going. You're keeping them going. Oh crap. One is falling. And Mm -hmm. and that happens so 
up so quickly. And so I agree with you. I think um, there is beauty in structure and consistency and discipline. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, there's beauty in being spontaneous as well. But I, I will always say that I believe that kids thrive in structure. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that, that we're the ones that create that balance for them. And, and like you said, we are the best example that they have of what the yeah. parent is. Mm-hmm. Now your um, significant other works nights, right? Yeah. Enforcement. And so yep. how is that juggling, you know, parenthood partnership, mm-hmm. um, health mm-hmm. schools together? Oh, Amanda, you have to first, um, you have to look at the reflection in the mirror, Amanda, and that's yourself. So when you look at yourself in the mirror, you've got to say, Ash, I'm going to speak on just myself, Ash, you got this because you've got to recognize um, the sacrifice um, that you take of having a night working spouse. Um, You're alone 50% of the time. So I've had to, um, it's hard to answer your question. It's hard. Um, It is, it is an everyday challenge because everyday changes, right? So outside of working, Um, people in law enforcement. And I know you being a daughter of a law enforcement officer had to grow up in a household like so. Um, There's a lot that they do outside of just working, right? They have trainings, they have court. My my Father's Day podcast. Yes, 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 I did. We talked about that very thing. Yes, you sure did. It gives me goosebumps. Um, And so um, you, um, you're, you're alone. And so um, you just have to find inner confidence and recognize the skills of strength and the skills of strength, meaning mental strength, um, physical strength, um, and, uh, what it takes to keep moving forward, you know, um, because you don't know if they're coming home at the end of their shift and you have to really honor every time you give them a kiss goodbye and, share kind words with them as they leave the door, whether it's, uh, I mean, I love you or, um, be safe and, and let them know, um, that they're not alone. You know, that I'm here. Um, we're holding down the household for you and you have a safe place to come, you know, when you, uh, hang up your uniform at night. And I am a firm believer in our emotions are greatly impacted at how well we take care of ourselves um, oh, so like- much can handle a lot more pressure emotionally when we are feeding our body with foods that give us energy versus make us feel sluggish and, and have like high toxicity, right? Uh, when we're drinking the water that we need, when we're getting the exercise that we need, but when we're also giving ourselves the rest that we need, because I don't know about you, but I've gone without sleep for a lot of times and I am not the best person to be around when I am tired, weak. and Absolutely. Yep. I I can relate a hundred percent to that. Um, I know that through my health and wellness journey and really allowing, um, and I'm just going to speak on because health and wellness, of course, is such a, such a big topic, but, um, doing, you know, um, yeah, physical training, um, and going to the gym, that is my anti-anxiety and antidepressant. And that's what allows me to, um, be internally and externally confident. So 
you know, and, and I, I so appreciate you saying that because, you know, there's that, that meme or quote or whatever out there that says that, um, what does it say? Something about how exercise is the, um, least prescribed antidepressant out there. Um, the it is the best medicine. You know, I have a brother who, um, he's a pharmacist and he prescribes medication. And so there is a reason for those, but if, I can put an individual who is prescribed those medications and give them the goal of this doesn't have to be your forever. You know, it's your temporary at this time because I find them to be, you know, beneficial for um, the safety and the health of people. But if they can find alternatives, natural alternatives, Amanda, um, that's what I strive to do as well. Yes, 100%. 100%. So tell me about you as an individual, what, aside from family, aside from children, we all know that's our biggest accomplishment in life, but aside Mm -hmm. from all of those things, what would you say is your biggest accomplishment so far? Amanda, I, um, I would say that my biggest accomplishment is, um, the value to hold momentum. You know, um, I know that's kind of, I don't think I have, you know, graduating college was an accomplishment being a mom, like you shared out. I mean, we've got to think outside of all that. Um, I think the value having a value of holding momentum because there would have been, and excuse me, there could have been a lot of experiences in my life that could have held me back from continuing to move forward, um, with my, um, my personal faith and my support system and, um, just believing in failures, having the opportunity to make you a better person. Um, I feel really accomplished of continuing to move forward. I know that's kind of probably different from what you're used to receiving on that question. Um, but I don't think I have like a very big, um, materialistic thing or, um, career choice. I think the internal value, because my life has changed so much, you know, I have been in dance, I have, um, been in, um, strictly yoga or strictly, just working the front desk of a gym. Um, I've been, I was a server in college for three years. So I've never had the same career path as you and I can relate on, you know? Um, And so that would, that would be, that would be my answer, you know, just the value and the accomplishment of holding momentum. I feel like you need to own that answer. I feel like you're minimizing yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. I think that is. It's different. Uh, it's probably different, you know. I think that is something that a lot of people really struggle to find is consistency. Yeah. And I do think that is something that you have um, accomplished, um, something that you've been able to do for a long period of time. A lot of people cannot say that. Um, mm-hmm. Have you always been this way? Have you always been this um, consistent and optimistic? And, you know, I would say um, I've always wanted to be influential to others. I wouldn't say that I have been 
always like this though, you know, through my journey in life, just life in general, um, the setbacks that I have personally chosen for myself through bad choices or, you know, the influence that I've received that have affected me internally, um, have inspired me to continue finding momentum, even when I feel like I might not go anywhere yet. Yeah. Um, I might just spin my tires, um, and not go anywhere, but I think I have this drive because I see how quickly choices affect your life. Mm. You know, it, it killed my mom at 42 and I watched it, you know, I watched it. And if I don't continue my momentum, um, no one is going to move my vehicle for me. I'm going to stay right there. Um, And so, um, no, I haven't had it, but I never forget where I come from. And my father always taught me that never forget where you come from. Um, I haven't lived a perfect life. My choices haven't been perfect. Um, I always do my best to love and reflect on my past to keep that momentum. So, no, I have not always been like this at all, at all. I have to be honest, I didn't realize that you had, you know, a mama that had, um, you know, drug and alcohol abuse issues and Mm -hmm. that she passed away at a young age. Mm -hmm. Um, Was that um, something that you knew about from a very young age and that you learned how to, um, I guess, edit this out if it's not something you're comfortable with? Oh, I'm so comfortable about it. Amanda, I, um, she stepped out of our life when, um, we were six or seven, you know, and, and those were through choices that she was, um, exposed to, um, other feel good ways, right. Drugs and alcohol, it made her feel good. Um, and, um, in and out of incarceration. So we would see her in prison, um, after she would get out, I would be at dance. I would go check on her in her apartment. She'd be crawling to the door, open the door for me. And I would hold a trash can in front of her, um, to help make sure she was alive, you know, and to help her get all that stuff out. And, um, so I was exposed to it, um, at a younger age, you know, my dad really, um, sheltered us the best he could, um, but he never wanted to hold us away or, you know, just, um, hold us back from my mom. Right. So he always had that love, that love there um, because she wanted to be present. She just made the choices not to be present, if that makes any sense. So um, I uh, I um, was exposed to it until, you know, the um, the day she died. You know, I have my last hug pictured with her, not knowing it would have been my last hug to her. Um, and I remember I know um, I'm kind of getting a little um faith-based and everybody's, um, mindset is different. This is just my journey. Um, but she's always had shared with me one thing she was missing that she really wished she had was God. Um, and you can't push that upon people. Um, but I I'll never forget that, but I do know that has inspired me to, um, always forgive, always love and always remain focused on um, the natural ways of um, 
feeling good and giving back to our temple, right? Um, so our bodies, like, you know, you are a huge example of nourishment, you know, on physical nourishment, or what you intake, um, the way you treat others. I mean, Amanda, it's such a, it's such a full circle with all of that. And I've seen the destruction through bad choices. And it could even be overeating. You know, I love my family so very much. But my mom's uncle um, has struggled with eating. And um, I love him with all my heart. But through that, our consequences. And he has a hard time breathing, has a hard time eating, has to sleep in a chair. Um, and so it's just reflecting on where I come from. I know I've kind of ventured off, but my story with my mom um, has really impacted and influenced me personally to stay um, aware of the momentum I need to remain consistent in this journey. Wow. I'm so proud of you. Um, Thank you. Not everybody can say that. I mean, that could have been an influence in a completely different way, right? Absolutely. And it did. And and I'm being extremely vulnerable because my, my story isn't able to be recognized and the worth of it isn't to, isn't able to be recognized if I was like this all the time, you know? So my choices, I wasn't always, um, I was always structured. My dad always put that in our life is structure. Um, but I also got curious, you yeah. know, curious. So I've drank, you know, I, I have made wrongful choices and I, um, I, I am not perfect, but I know the feeling of um, living a life that will lead me to destruction. I have been there. Um, and now I live my life um, with health and wellness that someone would say with their faith that's changed their life. Yeah, but health and wellness has influenced my life um, in such a positive way. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, and I think, you know, I'm, I'm very faith-based as, as you know, my audience knows, um, and our, um, we had a sermon recently. I don't think it was this past week, but the week before that, um, we have the, the will to choose what we do, right? Mm -hmm. We can, we choose what it is that we choose to do, but we don't get to choose our consequences for it. Mm -hmm. And I, and I love, love that so much because that's so true. Um, you know, and I think about that with, with all kinds of choices. I've, I've recently, I haven't told a lot of my audience this, but I've recently, um, chosen to, to not drink anymore. Um, at all. I've completely removed alcohol from my life. We went on a date night uh, to a winery and I did not have wine. I had water. Um, just for me, it was a choice I had to make. It was a situation where, um, one wasn't enough two was not quite enough. And I wanted to stop myself at two. And I, continually found myself having three, maybe four. Um, and I'm not a person that can handle a lot of alcohol. And so, um, I was continuing to have that consequence the next day. Was I, you know, not able to go to work the next day? No. Was I this crazy drunk? No, but it was not aligning with my highest values of being an influence to not only, you know, my following but to my kids. Right. And I think when we continually say, I'm going to hold steady to this, and we continually find ourselves not able to do it, I think that's when we have to draw that hard line in the sand 
till we mm. know who's in control, right? Mm. Amen. Amanda, you give me goosebumps with all this. It's such <laughs> it is such an influential medication, you know, and we don't have to really go super deep into it, but the natural way that you lead through your food and your exercise, Amanda, and through consistency and just um, an educated, well-supported mindset, um, you will, you will be okay, you know, and having a drink, you know, is amazing. If that is something you enjoy to do, um, continue to move forward with that. But I can relate to you on that. You know, I, I like to have a couple. Um, and when I have a couple, I know that the next day isn't going to be my best day. And like you, I want to be an image of healthy, the best we can. It's an, it's a non-perfect journey, right? We can have chocolate. Um, we can yeah. have a sweet, you know, we can have cereal. It doesn't have to be cut to the T, but right if you know what your boundaries and um, what your goals are, um, your choices will follow. And I think, you know, it's not to say I'm never drinking again, right? It's just like somebody, if they, um, I just think it's a situation where you just need to make sure you're the one in control. I mean, there's, you know, I've heard people who have, you know, a diet Coke addiction or whatever it is. And they, they had 12, but now they cut it down to one, but they, they, they think about this one Coke all day and that's all they think about. And oh, yeah, and I have it. Right. And I got to the point where if something is that powerful on my mind, I think it's a sign that that needs to go until mm. it's not, you know, and your, I compliment your strength and recognizing that Amanda, um, because that is a hard, um, task slash skill to have. Yeah. Um, is to say, I recognize this, I'm going to take action upon that. And if I can gain that control and gain that confidence, that yeah. doesn't mean I can't, you know, um, spoil or treat myself in the future. But at this time in my life, I'm going to make a choice. And then in the in you know, in, in whatever deadline you want it to be, whether it's six a year, six months a year, anything, treat yourself, you know, but that is an amazing skill to have and recognizing that skill. I hope you, I hope you do. Too. Yeah. It comes with age. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Right. <laughs> absolutely. I love it. I love it. Oh my gosh. Um, I feel like, and again, I, like I talked to you at the beginning, I said a lot of times we kind of just naturally um, walk through these questions that I sent you. Um, but do you have, I know you, you talk about how you didn't, you don't really have this big, um, like weight loss journey, or you don't have like this big aha thing, but do you have like a moment of, um, aha or a realization or what you would call rock bottom that you have ever experienced that you were like, something's got to give. I will always cherish the choices, um, the influence, influential people, um, I will always cherish my past because without my past, I would have not, um, be who I am today. Um, I would say a really big aha moment slash rock bottom time in my life, um, is being around, um, not like-minded people. Um, yeah. I, um, I have 
participated in actions that have created consequences in my life. And um, I, you know, would drink, you know, I um, would participate in things at parties that, you know, are um, negative. And I, once I lost my mom in 2012, I looked at myself and I said, Ashley, it's time, it's time to grow up. You know, I was, I was 20. And um, I know that's um, still fairly young. I was um, inexperienced to life. Um, but I would say, you know, I, I broke up with my high school boyfriend that I thought I was in love with for being with for three years, you know, I um, stopped hanging around people that I mean, best friends that I was like, they're made of honor in their wedding. I, um, I was in a place where I felt like I needed to go out during the weekends, or um, I, you know, wanted, I didn't, I didn't want to feel like I didn't fit in. And, and that's such a crazy mindset. Um, but I participated in things that I felt like people would accept me for. Yeah. Um, and I'll so I, if I do this that everybody else is doing, I'll fit yeah. in. Mm-hmm. And so I moved out me and my freshman roommate, we, um, I, I moved out of the apartment that, um, she was graduating from college. And so we were done with our lease. So I then moved into a studio apartment where I was all alone. Mm-hmm. Um, and Amanda, I lost a lot of friends. Uh, I I was all by myself. You know, I would walk to class. I would then go to the gym and then I would go to my serving job and then I would go home um, and I would restart my day like that. Um, I was alone. I cut out a lot of people in my life. And in those times, it's easy to feel um, lonely or um, um, unvalued or um, like, uh, a nobody, to be honest with you, a nobody. And, um, I still, that's Toby Mac song. It's literally my favorite song of all time. And in there, he says, empty, never felt so full. And for the longest time, I didn't know what that meant, but I think, um, we have to be completely emptied of ourselves before God can pull us up. Right. Amen. Oh yeah. It's so true. And, um, that in those moments in that time in my life was when I stopped skipping class. I went to the gym every day. I served six days a week with Sundays being off. Um, I was focused and I was grinding Amanda. I had goals. I started to find goals in myself. Um, and that's when uh, my life changed. You know, I graduated college. Um, I got yoga certified. Um, I got contracted to be a dance instructor. And doing that in Nebraska is so rare. You usually have to have a second job. Um, I didn't. You know, that paid my bills. Believe it or not, that paid my bills. I was an admin. Um, at admin, I did administrative work, and then I taught dance and I dance, taught yoga, and that paid my bills. And then, in that journey of moving to be a contracted instructor, I met my fiance. Yeah. And then, you know, like my life began to unfold. You know, in those moments, you don't see it, right? But in moments of reflection, it's like 
that loneliness or that end of a chapter, I'm going to call it, um, has allowed you and speaking of myself has allowed me to, um, bloom. Yes. I, you know, and even though you're not quote unquote, the popular kid, right. Anymore. Um, it's, it's different. It's so much more fulfilling. Um, you know, that I think the, a lot of times I, and I, I'm like messing up my quotes today, but the, the path to success oftentimes is a lonely one. And Amen. And it's, you it's, it's okay so true. You, you have to be okay with it. Um, you know, a lot of people see the edited version of this podcast, right? A lot of people see the stage photo. A lot of people see the, the, um, the, the now, right? They don't see, and, and they see the before, right? They see where you were. They see where you're at now. They don't see all the lonesome um, things that you had to do in between all yeah. the nights that you had to work waiting tables, um, finishing college, all living by yourself, all those things that you had to do by yourself to get where you're at now. That was a long mm-hmm. journey, but so mm-hmm. worth it. And probably mm-hmm. a lot more fulfilling now than if you mm-hmm. would have continued down that path of recklessness. Mm-hmm. It sure is. And, and one thing that I value a lot with it, Amanda, is that no one will be able to take those accomplishments away from you. Yeah. No one, you know, the knowledge is embedded in you. The work ethic is embedded in you. The value in results and hard work is embedded in you. And, um, even though verbal sentences can be shared, you have the strength through your actions and being lonely um, to let them go right off your shoulders. You know, um, that even if, go ahead. if somebody handed me my pro card tomorrow, just hand it. Here you go. Amanda Hankwist, IFBB Bikini Pro. Somebody handed me that pro card tomorrow. I wouldn't want it. Mm. I wouldn't want it because I haven't had to do the work to get there. I've done part of the work, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But if somebody just handed it to you, it's not going to mean anything. Mm. Maybe it's me goosebumps. It's so true. Um, I just know you recognize the value in the results. um, If, you know, through the work ethic you put in. Yeah, absolutely. Man, girl, you got, you got it. Yeah. I know. I know you talk about the word basic and ordinary and normal, but there's nothing ordinary about you, sis. Mm -hmm. I just don't, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not a competitor. You know, I don't compete in my health and wellness journey. Um, I, I don't have like you shared a huge weight loss journey. You know, I, I haven't experienced that. Um, I'm not cut to the T on my, um, nutritional, um, um, uh, participation, you know, I have gotten into this journey because of, um, life, just life, you know, everybody's has a story, Amanda. And, um, I can just share from my story. Um, this has, um, made me better, made me a better person. What does so I want to, I love to ask this question two ways. What does success mean to you, the younger Ashley before? And what does it mean to you? What does that word mean to you today? 
Success when I was younger um, would have been, um, you want me to be honest with you? Having yeah, everybody absolutely. like me. I wanted everybody mm-hmm. to like me. I didn't want to have a single enemy. I wanted to please everybody. I wanted everybody to say good things about me um, because thinking of someone talking about me ate me alive. Ate me alive, Amanda. That was a very... Um, tough skill of letting things go that I had to establish. So success would have honestly been um, for everybody to like me, you know, everybody to recognize that I graduated from college to have the best um, job that I could have. And everybody would clap for me. Right. I love that honest answer. I love it. Yeah. And yeah. And now it's um, making one better choice than I did yesterday. Mm. And that is um, forgiving people, even when it's hurt me or loving people and guiding people when they're scared or sharing my truth, even when it's ugly. Um, And so if yesterday consisted of being angry at um, an action, today it would be um, letting them know that it's okay and I'm sorry for feeling angry and being okay with saying sorry and not holding on to that anger forever. I that would be an accomplishment. What, um, what oftentimes we don't realize is when we harbor that anger, we har- harbor that um, unforgivingness, that is energy that's going to weigh us down. And oh, yeah. Us from being better, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's not always about what the other guy did. Sometimes it's mm-hmm. about letting it go. So we're not carrying that weight, those rocks around. I Absolutely. A women's conference this past weekend and And that was one of the exercises is about the energies that we carry around. And it was such an amazing um, exercise, but it literally just physically showed what others energy does to you and how you down. Absolutely. And so I want to thank you because I think you have amazing energy. I mean, I swear you have no bad days. And if you do, don't show and I, appreciate I think, that. yeah, thank you for that. And I can say the same to you, you know, you are a reflection and in a spotlight that people would say she's perfect, right? Um, your body is on point, your eating is on point from what it looks like on the outside. Um, but nobody um, has been able, besides yourself, to go through the discipline, um, the struggle, the choices, um, the awareness that you have, Amanda. So I can say the same for you. You know, your energy is contagious, your love to help other people, um, to lead other people um, is something that I admire. You bet. Thank you, girl. I so yes, you. thank you for everything. Well, yes. hey, our listeners, if any of our listeners, are you uh, taking openings for personal training clients? Or I guess how can, our people, to. Connect, how can people connect with you? 
Yes. Um, so I am on Instagram, Ashley Larray. Um, I do have um, a couple snippets of just some workouts that I throw together on my Instagram. I've really um, tried to um, push for my personal Instagram to now be just a fitness based um, uh, place for others to go. Um, I uh, might post a picture here and there of um, maybe my family, but um, so my it's A S H L E I G H L A R A E. Um, that is my Instagram, um, Facebook. I don't do a lot of Facebook. Um, that's more, I would say, of my personal life. Um, so my business focus would be Instagram. Um, but uh, uh, you can always email me a s h l e i g h l a r a e at gmail.com. That's Ashley Laray at gmail.com. Um, and uh, or you can find me here at Feel Fit um, in Grand Island, Nebraska. So um, that would be a place of connection. Um, if anybody um, is just uh, wanting um, connection to like minded people, um, a, a real you've heard my story, um, someone to just uh, uh, create a connection. Um, um, to stay motivated. Um, I'm here for that too. It doesn't always have to be business or personal training focused. Um, but I always love to inspire, um, moms or females. I mean, males, of course, um, Leo wives, law enforcement officer wives. Um, if anybody, um, wants to get on a health and wellness journey or just wants to maybe pull from the skills I've developed to be who I am today, I am an open book. So I'm open for that as well. Amanda. I love it. I love it, girl. You are, uh, have an amazing energy. You're a breath of fresh air and I'm lucky to know you. Amen. Same with you, Amanda. You are the same. Thank you so much for asking me to join in with you on this. I, I feel so honored, humbled. Um, you bring joy to me too. So we're in this together. Thank you, sister. Yes. Amen. Thank you to you too. If you like this episode, please be sure to tune in every single Tuesday morning. Don't forget to subscribe and turn on your notifications so you don't miss a beat. I'd love it if you'd leave a review and share this podcast, your Instagram story, your Facebook page, or any of your other social media platforms so that I can help others out there become the best versions of themselves. We so appreciate you listening in. And until next time, keep your goals high, but keep each step attainable.